Right. Right like the wind. This is Copy Chatter with Ashley Gaynor. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. Okay, so if you understood the reference at the beginning of this episode, please write to me and let me know. Because if I have any nitsibs who are listening... (laughs) and trying to do this freelance writing thing. I just, I would be so tickled. Okay, so coming back down to earth. Um, This episode of Copy Chatter, we are going to be talking about how to write faster, which is not a very glamorous thing to be talking about, but it is a highly practical thing to be talking about. And I will tell you that I do all of these things. And these are all things that I do because they do make a difference. For me, at least, maybe you're going to be slightly different, but Anyway, give them a shot. So the first thing I want you to do if you're writing faster, and this is something I teach in super micro, in-depth, mega specific um, depth (laughs) in my course, Know What to Write, which I don't really advertise anymore. Um, And that, that is to use outlines. Outlines are the probably, they may be the most effective tool that you have for writing faster, unless you have like weird mindset issues, and we'll get into those in just a second. But use outlines. Um, we we also, for my Clips Camp students, we also touch on outlines in there a little bit. Um, the more you do some writing, the more you'll kind of internalize the basic structure of these different writing formats. Um, and uh, that sensibility is, is kind of what led me to create copy confidential what is it called copy confidential (laughs) y'all i'm so tired um copy confidential has all of the different writing formats kind of spelled out and i go through piece by piece and i'm like here's how you do this and here's how you do that and whatever um a lot of them i do provide kind of a basic template or a basic outline and that's because when you have an outline you can write a lot faster because you don't have to go figure out what to write because you've already figured it out Um, But you haven't belabored the task by making yourself write beautiful, coherent copy as you're figuring out what you're going to write. You you kind of assemble all the information first, plunk it into an outline, and then you finesse, then you expand, then you draft. That's how you can write the fastest. Outlines. Seriously, try them, please. Um, In line with that, I suggest that you research as you are outlining. Um, You want to... You want to do enough research to kind of flesh out a solid looking outline. And the more you practice your writing or the more writing work that you get, the more um, fine tuned your sense of when enough research is enough will be developed. And you can kind of look at your notes and think, okay, well, this is this is going to be enough or this is probably going to be enough. Um, And you can also use that kind of data input, I guess, to reel yourself in when you are over researching. So research as you outline. However, fill any gaps in your research after you have finished drafting. So if you, um, like, let's say, I think this happened to me a couple of times, I was doing a list post of like books, like, I wrote a post for Flywheel about like the best books for graphic designers or something like that. And 
as I was writing this post, I went, I found the books, I plunked them into the list, and then it was time to, and I took a couple of like just bullet point notes about why I included each book. And then as I was fleshing out these bullet points, I realized that there was one or maybe two that I didn't want to include on the list after all. So what did I do? I did not go out and research more books. I finished the outline that I had. I finished the other draft. And then all that was left was I needed to come up with 50 to 75 words each for two graphic design books. And then I went out and I did my research. I got my little bullet points and then I drafted it. If I had interrupted my state of writing flow by going out and looking for more books, it would have taken me a lot longer. I would have lost a lot of time because um, I'd have to click out of writing and into now what sites was I using to find the books and did I save any of those lists anywhere and maybe I need to check the review maybe I should go to Amazon because they have reviews and blah 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 so I'm getting out of writing and back into research mode then I go and my and then I do my research and then I have to click back into writing mode um and finish the post and for me it's it's a lot more difficult to switch tracks like that. So if I'm in writing mode, I want to stay in writing mode, I'm going to finish the post. And then all I have left is to, you know, go pick up those two other items, you go fill in the gaps that I need to fill in. And then um, I can be in research mode one more time. And I can hop back into writing mode one more time after that, it just saves time. The The warm up period, you know, the transition period is eliminated. And so overall, you can just go faster. Um, one thing that I do to make this easier on myself is if I, I find that there's a gap in the content that I want to fill later, um, I developed a shorthand. So in journalism school, they teach you to use the, the capital letters TK right next to each other, um, short for to come. Um, and yes, come starts with a C and not with a K, but, um, one of the, if you spend any time in a newsroom, you'll find that there are all these kind of odd little things that journalists do, all these like odd abbreviations and shortened, shortened words. And, you know, we call them, uh, anyway, there are all these, there's all this terminology that journalists use and all these kind of mechanisms, like putting TK um, on something that either needs to be fleshed out or needs to be edited or needs to be fixed. Like, I don't know how many headlines I saw in the editorial process where it was like, TK, here's a mediocre headline that's going to be updated, right? And so the TK means this is a placeholder headline and, and we're, you know, the, the, edit, the copy desk is um, working on it. Um, the, you know, like this is not the final headline anyway, but I digress. Um, another thing that you can do is... Um, I'll I'll put a series of three asterisks. Anyway, think about what shorthand code you want for yourself that that A, will be noticed when you're scanning the page, and B, is going to be easy to go up, hit, you know, hit control F, and plug in. So when I have something long, like if I can't see the whole thing on one page, um, I can go up and and do a search for asterisks, and that takes me to all the different places, like a find. Um, that takes me to all the all the gaps that I need to fill, and then I know what to go and look for. And I don't have to go just manually pecking through a document. Okay, so decide to leave any research gaps, put some kind of placeholder there, decide what your placeholder is, make it easy to stand out, easy to search for, um, and off you go. The next thing is to it comes down to the actual time that you spend like butt in seat writing 
writing, like minute consecutive minutes of writing. And that is to not do too many (laughs) consecutive minutes of writing. Don't write for too long or it's going to start to feel like a grind. So you need to build in breaks for yourself because the the longer you kind of slave away and grind away at writing, the more fatigued you're going to be and the the harder it's going to be for you to, to get anything done. So take a break, go do something else, go to bed. If you're like me and you're working late into the night, just go to bed when it gets hard. Um, You can't just ram out creativity. So it can really help you if you let it percolate, not percolate, percolate. Let, Let it sort of simmer in the background while you do other things. And then you can, maybe you'll have a new idea come up or um, you can decide what, what new approach you want to take or whatever. Um, but if you force yourself to sit down and write from start to finish, no matter how long it takes, it's going to take a whole lot longer than if you give yourself a break and let yourself walk away from it. And speaking of sitting there, the next tip I want to share with you is to sit up, to use good posture, sit in a good chair, or if you like me, sit on the floor. Um, in a way that is comfortable. You want to be comfortable. You want to be able to move around some. You want to twitch. So you don't want to be like concrete still hunched over leaning on one of your elbows on the desk. That is the the fastest way to just make everything in your body disintegrate and your brain is going to turn to mush and everything's going to hurt and you're going to get decrepit and you'll have carpal tunnel and all that. So don't do that. (laughs) Sit nicely as we tell the kids at the dinner. Please sit nicely. Um, sit nicely at your desk or um, don't feel like you have to sit at your desk. I see a lot of um, advice out there to like make your sacred, make your writing space sacred and only listen to this music in your writing space and make sure that it has inspirational whatever's on the wall and blah, blah, blah. And that's all well and good. That works great for some writers. It is great when I come into my office and I'm like, okay, it's time to work. Yes, it helps. But if, if you need there's a rabbit outside my window. Sorry. If you, (laughs) there's so much nature. Um, if you need a change of scenery, give yourself a change of scenery and go for it. Um, I've spent most of this calendar year sitting on the floor in my living room with my laptop propped on the coffee table because the coffee table was at a nice height for my, for my upper body and sitting in a chair was way too uncomfortable for my hugely pregnant self. Um, And then I decided I actually kind of like it because I can do stretches and stuff. So it's only recently this podcast, this episode is being recorded in August, but it'll air in September. It's only recently that I've started doing a little bit of work in my office in my regular chair. And and I'm realizing now that my my desk chair is not really all that comfortable. So (laughs) I um, may be in the market for a new chair. I'm probably going to hold off. Not that anyone cares, but I'm probably going to hold off until Black Friday and see if I can get a really nice chair for a really nice deal. But I digress. Again, it's one of those. Um, another thing that you can do if you want to write faster is type faster. And, <laughs> right, I feel kind of silly saying that, but there are things you can do to increase your typing speed. And there are typing tests that you can take. Normally when I take these online typing tests, and they're free, and you, don't worry about it, um... I usually score between 92 and 94 words per minute. I'm pretty consistent right there around 93 words per minute. And the fact that I can type fast means that my fingers can almost keep up with my brain. And I and I can just sort of, you know, 
type fast. If you have to hunt and pack with four fingers, you know, your, your middle and your pointer finger on both hands, um, and, and do the chicken pack your way around the keyboard, it's going to take you so long to get it done. Um, so practice your typing there. I'm sure that there's some free, you know, a website or a game or something on the, on the internet for free for $0 and zero cents where you can practice and do typing drills and stuff. It is well worth your time. You know, when I was teaching myself how to type, I, I skipped all the lessons about, or maybe I didn't get to them. I don't remember. Anyway, I never learned how to type numbers. (laughs) And things like brackets and whatnot. So anything um, that wasn't letters, basically, or like a period, or a comma, or a space, I never actually learned how to type. And so when I'm when I'm typing just regular language, I can go really fast. But then when I want to bring in additional syntax, it slows me down. When I want to type numbers, it's embarrassing. It's it's actually kind of comical. So I'm right there with you, with needing to learn how to type faster and do typing drills. So give it a whirl. If you do, and you're in the Facebook group, post in the Facebook group if you find some kind of typing test that you like or some typing drills that you like. Why don't you share them? That would be awesome. Um, the next thing is that mindset thing that I referenced in the very beginning, and that is do not edit as you go. You must relinquish this idea that your first draft is going to be perfect. Your first draft is not going to be perfect and you need to embrace the imperfection. Embrace the fact that you're going to come back and edit this. And so your first draft does not have to be amazing. Don't edit as you go. Just write. And even there have been times when I've write it, when I've written stuff, even recently, where um, I, type, I type things out and then I like hit an extra paragraph and then I'm like, this is not, this is not smooth. This is, you know, this is, this is really going to need some editing, right? And I just like get that complaint out of my head and then I get right back into what I'm doing. And then I leave it there, <laughs> mostly for laughs. Somebody is screaming in the background. Um, but, um, but I do that so that I can keep going. And so that this whole, this is so crummy. This is a terrible draft. This is awful. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm typing this. It's so lame. I can get all of that out of my head and I can keep moving because I am going to edit. Even if I draft something that I think is pretty solid, I'm still going to edit it. So my focus in the first draft and the, my focus that are the focus I want you to have in your first draft is to just get through it and know that you'll be editing it. And so it doesn't have to be perfect. Okay. Please stop editing yourself. We all have this, um, as writers, we all have this tendency to, to edit ourselves into oblivion and, and to just kill any momentum that we would have had because we have to go look up that grammar rule right now. No, you don't have to go look up that grammar rule right now. Put a star next to it and go look it up when you're done writing. Okay, if you have a paragraph that you think is too long, maybe scan it and see if you can split it somewhere and then, you know, expand it a little bit more. And now you have two paragraphs, but don't like go with a fine tooth comb and start refining. Just get your thoughts out and then you can go back and organize them. Don't edit as you go. Um, The next thing is also kind of a mindset thing, and that is to focus on the outcome Um, And by that, I mean the outcome of 
um, what is this gig that you're working on going to do for you? And this get this taps into this broader theme that I like to talk about of freedom. Freelance writing is a path to freedom that you have chosen. And so think about what is your version of freedom? For me, it's being able to stay home with my kids and to retire my husband and to know that the family is still taken care of um, because I'm working. That to me is freedom. When I was a single mom, it was just to not have to put my baby in daycare and go get a J-O-B-E and and never see him. Um, so anyway, you have your own definition of freedom. Maybe you need to quit your job because you have... Um, some kind of disability or a chronic illness. Um, maybe you, you're, maybe your family needs some money because of the pandemic. Um, the the income that's that was coming into the household has been slashed. Maybe um, I don't know. Maybe you want to start homeschooling, and so for that reason, you need to be working from home. I don't know. I don't know what freedom looks like for you, but decide what freedom looks like for you, and then when you don't feel like writing, remind yourself. By writing this blog post, I'm earning myself the freedom to fill in the blank with your personal freedom. And when you focus on being able to stay home with my kids, then it makes it easier to get yourself into the chair and to open the computer or to turn it on or whatever you do to start your working and get to work because you remember why you're doing this. That's why everyone who ever makes a course about anything wants you to know your why. That's what we mean when we talk about this. Why are you doing this in the first place? Remind yourself because it's important, more important than whatever you would be doing otherwise, probably, and get it done. Okay, there is one more thing that I want to send to you. Sorry, that I want to recommend to you. <laughs> send. It's like I'm uh, like sending y'all a really long Vox mess, Voxer or something. I don't know. Anyway, and that is to kind of mess with the laws of time and space using um, something some like the 80-20 rule, the um, Parkinson's principle, the Pareto principle. Um, I've heard it called all kinds of things and it's kind of misnamed a lot of things. But the idea is that you set yourself a time limit, give yourself a deadline, and then that can help you um, get it done. Um, and then the other thing is to put it on the calendar. I have a couple of episodes about and a couple of blog posts about how I use a calendar for my goal setting and to get stuff done. The only reason I send an email every week, almost every week, the only reason I release a podcast every week, the only reason I have any content on my blog from the past three years, the only way I'm ever able to produce any courses and the only way I'm able to get any client work done is because I put it on my calendar with time limits. I give myself 30 minutes to do one podcast episode. And if I go over my 30, 30 minutes, well, it's eating into the next one. <laughs> and it's a hard limit because I have limited time for podcasting. You have limited time for this um, client work that you're doing because if you take too much time then I mean you could really extend it out and then you're making like two dollars an hour and you'd be better off working at McDonald's. Don't do that to yourself. The more you can condense your the time it takes you to write stuff the better off you're going to be. So set yourself limits and then hold yourself to those limits. Adhere to them. Put them on the calendar and have a reminder 
you know, or like set a timer or something so that there's something that dings at you when it's time to move on to the next event. Okay, those are my best tips for um, how to write faster. These are all things that I use in my business and in my life outside of writing. I highly recommend them. Don't underestimate any of these. And please do yourself a favor and give them a try. And if you do, give some of these a try. Will you pop into my Facebook group and let me know which one you like the best? Or you can send me an email. Either way is fine. And yeah, let me know what works for you. All right. I will see y'all later. A funny thing happened the other day. I realized that many of my podcast listeners don't know about Clips Camp. So now I'm going to tell you about it. Clips Camp is a three-week course for new and advanced new (laughs) freelance writers who want to get started with high-paid client work. If you are on Upwork and miserable, if you're on Fiverr and miserable, or if you haven't even done anything to get started and you don't know what the first step is, Clips Camp is for you. I'm teaching you how to put together a solid portfolio of writing samples that position you as the kind of awesome writer that awesome clients want to hire. So if you want in on that or you just want more information, go to clipscamp.com and I will see you on the inside.